Welcome to the UK Investor Magazine podcast, the latest on shares, markets and investments, now available on your Amazon Alexa. Hello and welcome to the UK Investor Magazine podcast, now also available on the UK Investor Magazine mobile app. For today's podcast, we're going to be discussing the Aquis Exchange and to do that, we're very kindly joined by Alistair Haynes, who is the CEO of the Aquis Group. Um, Alistair, thank you very much for being on the podcast today. Not at all. It's a great pleasure to be here. So regular listeners to the podcast will be familiar with the Aquis Exchange because we held a virtual uh, event in conjunction with the Aquis uh, earlier on this year. But uh, Alistair, for those that aren't familiar with Aquis, um, what does Aquis do? Right. Okay. Well, look, we are um, a next generation stock exchange, a challenger stock exchange. Uh, We're a public company, uh, Aquis Exchange PLC, uh, but we have three divisions uh, and obviously multiple products under those divisions. The first division is is the original core part of the business, and that is the trading of the top 2000 stocks in 16 different markets across Europe. And what makes us different to any other exchange in the world is we operate a subscription model. Uh, Many exchanges charge by ad valorem, in other words, a percentage of the price. Others in the United States will charge by the number of shares that trade. But in our case, we think a much fairer way of doing things is charging by the message traffic. Now, what I mean by that is an exchange is very much like a telecoms company. Uh, When you buy a mobile phone now, you pay for a price for unlimited calls or a slightly smaller price for, um, you know, the number of calls you you make and a a sort of uh, you get charged per call. Um, The reason we do this is subscriptions change human behavior. We've seen that in Spotify with music or Netflix with movies or Amazon Prime with, uh, with, with shopping. And what we wanted to do is bring an exchange that can enhance liquidity in the marketplace. And that's exactly what we've done. Subscriptions, as I said, change that human behavior. The marginal cost of zero is very attractive. And we are the only stock exchange in the world today that literally charges by messages. So we count the number of messages that a person will trade during the day. And starting from £2,000 a month for 1,000 messages a day, right the way up to £80,000 a month, where you get unlimited trading. That gives you connectivity, it gives you trading, and it gives you data. And the second thing that makes us very different in that market is we don't allow proprietary trading firms to cross the spread. Now, what does that really mean? It means that if you were a market stall holder in a fair, you can become a member of the exchange, you can become a market stall holder, but you're not allowed to trade with other members of the exchange. In other words, you can't cross the spread, you can't aggressively trade. And that has made us the world's first protected market for investors. And as a result of that, and I think many of your listeners will be quite surprised, Aquis has 23% of all the liquidity. That's the best bids and offers in depth, in size across the whole of Europe in those 2000 stocks. In fact, we execute between 5% and 6% of all the European market. That means that one in 20 trades in the value of those trades today is executed on Aquis. Although the sad thing, and we need to, we need to promote it more, is many people still haven't heard but of, of Aquis, but undoubtedly when they trade, almost certainly are trading on the Aquis exchange in some way. Now that's the core business. The second business is that we suddenly, we'd realized we've built this outstanding technology 
and decided to start to actually license that out to others. So we license our technology. This is exchange technology. It's matching engines. Um, it, it's message buses. It's the distribution of data out to marketplaces. And we sell that to crypto exchanges, digital asset exchanges, bond markets, to other equities exchanges. So that is our second business. But the third business is the one I really want to talk about today. And about 18 months ago, we bought a company which had the license of a recognized investment exchange, meaning that we could become a primary market. And outside of the London Stock Exchange, we're the only other primary market that actually allows companies to IPO, in other words, go public. And that is the thing that, uh, that, that you know, excites me about the future and why I think we can become a true challenger exchange in the way that the NASDAQ in the United States did this in the late 80s and 90s with the New York Stock Exchange. Fantastic, Alistair. So I understand what you just outlined there with the, the Acqui Stock Exchange is one of your newest divisions there. And, and you did allude to being a challenger exchange, but what really sets you apart uh, from maybe other exchanges out there, maybe uh, other trading venues? And, and where do you see this exchange going in the future? Well, I think what I'm excited about this is I have this belief that companies are very much like children. They start small, they grow and ultimately mature. And when we have our children, we send them off to school. And when they're young, we send them off to a primary school. We teach them in a particular way. We expect behaviors from them. They're not actually learning there on things like, you know, we don't give our four-year-olds you know, Thucydides' history of the Peloponnesian Wars to read. We teach them how to learn. And that's what we expect of them. As they start growing up, we send them off to a secondary school. We give them homework. We teach them in a different way. We protect them, but we give them more responsibility and we expect more from them and we expect different behaviors. And ultimately we send them off to university whereby it's almost all self-learning. It's under the guidance of a professor. Their behavior changes, not always for the, for, for the better, mm -hmm. we've seen, but, but certainly their behavior changes and the way things happen uh, and, and their education changes. Now, what, why is that the similar to companies? Because what happens here is that we all know that small companies, companies that are 5, 10, 20 million pounds market cap, they trade differently and act differently to those companies that are two, 300 million pound market cap that trade differently and act differently to those that are five to six billion. And one of the problems we have in the United Kingdom is that when a company goes public, they are given a governance standard, a proportionate you know, regulation that is not necessarily proportionate for the size of the company, trading mechanisms that aren't necessarily appropriate or applicable for the size of the company. And what we've done at Aquis is created the school that allows these companies to grow. And by doing that, we've, caught, we've created what we call the access segment. That means a segment to the market. These companies are often around about eight, 10, 12 million pounds. They are the primary school. They're learning how to be public companies. They have a standard they have to reach. So it's not as though we're taking you know, bad companies or, you know, it, or on board, but they are in effect, the children in the marketplace learning how to grow and progress their businesses. Many of those will then progress into what we call the apex market. And the average market cap there is around about 80 million pounds. Um, and you will stay in this segment right the way until you become a billion pound business. And we differentiate ourselves there by doing all sorts of things. We ban short selling of these stocks. We don't think it's right that hedge funds should be allowed to sell short. It is the shareholders that should sell their stock if they're not happy with the performance. 
So in the same way at a secondary school where we very protect our children, we do the same thing by protecting our companies as they start to grow. And ultimately, you can then move into our main market. And at the main market, it's exactly the same as if, you know, when you've gone off to university, we don't protect you. You know, short selling is perfectly allowed. Um, we do all sorts of things. We have market maker schemes to promote liquidity. We have eight market makers signed up that make spreads for retail investors no wider than 5%. We want to get competing capital providers to allow for greater liquidity. So what we're doing here is innovating in such a way as to promote young companies going to the public markets. Now, why is that important? In a post-Brexit world, the United Kingdom needs to find capital to SMEs. And what we found is that the majority of that scale-up capital is provided for by venture capital or private equity. And what we've seen is this country is brilliant at producing startup capital through EIS, through SEIS. A good entrepreneur with a good business plan will be able to raise funds. But when they prove themselves, there need to be a time where they want to scale their business up. And instead of scaling up in the public market, they tend to scale up by this third party capital. Now, I believe that what we need to do is we need to make the publics more public markets more available to the public. In other words, bring the public back into public markets. And we do that by making quite certain that the public can participate in IPOs, that the public, which is a great source of capital, should be allowed to participate in these growth companies. It has never been more important for this country to allow the investor, the private investor, to participate in growth businesses. Because what tends to happen is that these private equity firms will take them, they will grow these businesses and then sell them to the public when they're unicorns, leaving out the opportunity for asset managers and the public themselves to be able to participate in this great growth story. The purpose behind Aquis is to provide the mechanism to get capital to these growth businesses at an early stage when these companies actually need it and to provide a set of rules and regulations that are proportionate and appropriate for the size of the businesses so that literally they can go through the school. They can start off in the access, the primary school in effect. They can move into Apex, which is the secondary school and ultimately move into our main market, which is the university. And that way we believe that we can get an enormous amount of capital out to the very businesses that this country needs, particularly with the backdrop we have today. In fact, we've, had, we've got a sales funnel of over 60 companies this year looking to go public with us. We did 24 companies last year. We have over 100 companies now quoted on our marketplace. And I believe that we are a real, real opportunity for people to raise capital through the public markets. And they've never done it in the past because frankly, when we went public, it took nine months, it cost an enormous amount of money. We didn't necessarily good, get good spreads afterwards in our stock. And what we've done is we've automated this process. We brought in rules that make it simpler. For example, a growth prospectus is a prospectus which will allow you to directly sell to the retail investors. But unlike a full prospectus, it still has to be approved by the Financial Conduct Authority, so we're talking, not talking about lowering standards, but unlike a full prospectus, which can be a thousand pages long, these things will be significantly shorter. For example, risk disclosure statements. A company has to, when it goes public, declare all its risks. 
Well, the level of the risks is so low that you have to declare things like the chief executive could fall off their bicycle on the way to the office. I mean, it, it just becomes ludicrous. And therefore, the real risk of the company remain hidden in this huge document that very, very few people read. A huge document means high legal fees. It means high accounting fees. It means high advisor fees. So we can cut these costs by making it a much shorter, templated and efficient mechanism which is approved by the FCA and does allow you to be able to sell out immediately to the public. And again, I keep on saying it is so important to get the public involved in these markets. So Alistair, it seems like there's a significant level of innovation. Uh, and you mentioned there the number of companies uh, that you now have on the, on the Aquis exchange. I mean, what's the impact been for, in, in your view, for retail clients and the wider investment community, as well as the, the companies that are actually listed on the Aquis Exchange? Well, the purpose of any stock exchange, and let's not get this wrong at all, is to get capital to businesses. You know, the whole purpose of having a secondary market is to have liquidity there in order to drive the cost of capital down so it is easier for people to raise money. Now, what I said at the time when we bought this company, and what I continue to say now is this cannot be achieved overnight. We have changed the technology. We've integrated the company and in, into our own business. We have changed the rules. We've connected certain online brokers. But we started the process. We are by no means finished the process. What we do need to do is make quite certain that every investor in this country who wishes to invest has access to growth companies. And I know this for a fact as to why I'm concerned is that just a few weeks ago, I opened up an account with an online bank, one of the new online banks. Within two minutes, I was able to have a virtual debit card. I could transfer money into euros and sterling and had two accounts. I could even trade in cryptocurrency, but I couldn't invest on a growth company. And I feel that's very, very wrong. I think that today the retail market, and they play this incredibly important part, particularly as the age difference now of those people who are investing is significantly lower than it used to be. And the capital creation is, and wealth creation is so important for these people that we need to give these people access to all opportunities in the marketplace. And historically, it is proven that since the 1900s, the best return on any funds have been investments in small cap growth and value stocks. So we need to get people invested into these stocks at an early stage. Now, the reason I say that is that because of certain guidance, uh, because of certain uh, rules and regulations that have not been updated, uh, competing in this space is often seen uh, to be very difficult because many of these firms, I'll mention you know, the Halifax, I'll mention Hargreaves Lansdowne, they read the guidance notes of HMRC, which I'm glad to say have now changed, which are actually just incorrect or were incorrect, and say, well, actually, we can't allow our customers to trade because they can't put them in ICES or we can't put them in SIPs. That is absolutely rubbish. But we've spent a lot of time over the last year making quite certain that these rules and regulations are clearly explained. And even the regulators themselves often misinterpret some of the rules that are there between what is stock that is listed, a stock that is quoted, a stock that is unquoted. And, and uh, you know, you hear all the time people saying, oh, Aquis, they trade in unquoted securities in non-regulated markets. It's just not true. 
However, it is really important for us to get all these people connected. So my job over the next six months, eight months, is to make quite certain that every online broker, every person in this country gets the access that they need to invest in the stocks that they wish to invest in, in order to help their portfolio and have a percentage of their portfolio involved in these rapidly growing growth stocks. And so, yes, I think we've done a great job to get where we have done. It's still going to take us another year or so to get to where we want to be. But where we will be in a few years' time is the serious challenger and competitor. In my view, I think the equivalent of a NASDAQ in Europe. Now, we've got a long way to go to get to NASDAQ. But if you think about it, the reason why unicorn companies go to NASDAQ and they don't go to the London Stock Exchange isn't by any rules that are here. It's simply they are rated at higher levels. So if you're an entrepreneur, you've been hugely successful, you've got your several billion pounds or dollars, you're going to go to the market that gives you the highest rating. What I'm saying is I think this country has lost the unicorns of today, but we can keep the unicorns of tomorrow by making quite certain that when those companies are 20 million, 50 million, 100 million pounds market cap, we get them to become quoted companies. We make them IPO. We make it easier for these companies to IPO. And once they have, they'll get the ratings that they deserve. And these countries won't move away from the United Kingdom. They will stay here and they will be listed businesses, which the retail have participated in and will continue to be able to participate in, which is very, very different from the strategy that, the, that, that I believe uh, takes place today. And the problem with an effective monopoly is the lack of innovation. And I think what the country really needs is competition in the primary markets, in the way that we brought competition into secondary trading through our subscription model, why we bring competition and through in, 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 in the technology product by both cloud technology or um, you know, newer technologies. And we are going to bring competition into the primary markets. Thank you very much, Alison. So to finish off, you know, people listening to this, um, you know, maybe looking at the Aquis, maybe looking at companies listed on, on, on Aquis, maybe trading on, on your trading venues. What would you point them towards as, as the biggest things to look out for from your company at a group level for the rest of 2022? Right. Well, as, as you know, we've, we've announced results pretty recently, which showed it's over 500 percent growth in, in, in profit and 42 percent growth in, in revenues for last year. Um, we will continue to build market share. Um, in terms of turnover of secondary trading, that will increase the revenues that we have uh, on our subscription model. We clearly, clearly will continue to develop on our technology sales, and we have a good pipeline there, um, and we need to continue to sell that technology. That's just not a European thing. We sell that globally, and we have global clients there, uh, those in the Far East, those in South Africa, all sorts of places. Um, on the exchange business, I think one has to have a little bit of patience because the monetization of this business, what actually changes the bottom line, isn't the listing fee that one takes at the time a company goes public. Those are really quite small numbers, you know, 10,000 pounds, that, sort of, that sort of number when a company goes public. Although it may cost somebody, literally in our case, you know, 1.3 million when we went uh, on, onto the AIM market, you know, th those are really high numbers. You can do it at a significantly cheaper cost through Aquis, but the actual fee for doing it, even in our case, was like 10, 15, 20,000 pounds or so. So the money is not made by an exchange on listing or quoting a company. The money is really made in the future by data. So what you want to watch is 
Look at the quality of the businesses as they come on board. Look at the businesses as they start to grow. The value of that data becomes incredibly important because you control that data because you are the venue where the company is actually quoted. From that, you build indices. I would like to be the home of growth companies for UK and possibly in the future into Europe as well. So if you have are the home of these growth companies, you can then index them. You can create derivative products on them. You can do all sorts of things. And that is where we really monetize. So for near-term profitability, it's all about the core business and the actual uh, technologies business. For the stock exchange business, the primary markets there, it is all about building the quality of the businesses, getting people connected to them, watching these companies grow and being able to monetize in the future. And that is what transforms Aquis into being a huge organization and a serious, I mean, we're already the seventh largest exchange group in Europe today in terms of turnover. Um, but I want us to be one of the top three exchanges. And I believe we have every, every chance of making that. Thank you very much, Alistair. It's a very respectable goal there. And we're going to be interested to speak to you again in the future in your pursuit of those goals. So, Alistair, thank you very much for being on the podcast today. Not at all. Been great fun. Thanks very much indeed. So I'd like to thank everybody for listening. And, and those listening, please do check out the notes to this podcast because there'll be a link through to the Aquis Exchange website. We'll be able to find out some more information and explore some of the companies that are listed on the Aquis Stock Exchange. Thank you very much for listening. We hope you enjoyed listening to the UK Investor Magazine podcast. Please do share the podcast and we really value any reviews and comments you leave us in your chosen podcast player. The views presented by the hosts and guests of the UK Investor Magazine podcast are in no way investment advice. And please remember all investment involves risk.